Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2017 and this is a 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are, we are at the forward to the first edition and we'll be reading paragraph one today and sharing our experience, strength and hope on that single paragraph. For those that are number inclined, that's X-I-I-I. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Sheila B., The Twelve Traditions, Peggy M. Reading today is Kathy Jo P. and Gina R. The reference numbers. Yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time reference number, that would be Wednesday, November 1st, is 101, I'm sorry, let me correct that, 10612. 10,612. And for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting, November 2nd, 2017, 10614, 10,614. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sheil B. to read the 12 steps. Star Good one, Sheil B. Oh, Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for my abstinence, everyone. One, we admitted we were powerless over our food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, 
praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much. I'll pass. Thank you, Sheila B. I will now ask Peggy M. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Peggy M., a grateful, recovered, um, compulsive overeater here. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in manners affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be at service this morning. Thank you, Peggy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume the study, excuse me, today we resume our study of the big book on page XIII, forward to the first edition, 
first paragraph only today, and I will ask Kathy Jo P. to begin the reading and discussion. Good morning. This is Kathy Jo P., a recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I am hoping that I have the right text open. I have We of Alcoholics Anonymous. Is that the correct one? Yeah, you're on it. Okay, my page is different than yours. Are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, I hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. So it wasn't until I came to Vision for You that I even noticed the word recovered. And I did not come in here looking for um, healing to my mind. I wanted my body to change, but I did not want to do... I wanted to do the least amount of limiting my food intake or work once I learned about the 12 steps possible so that I still could get to a better body weight. And I did come in with a very hopeless body. I came in at 303 pounds. And even though I couldn't see it, I was at a hopeless state of mind. I could not stand my life. I loved pity parties. I loved feeling sorry for myself, crying myself to sleep, indulging not just in food, but indulging in, you know, woe is me. Um, and then it says precisely. And I joke and say I did not do half measures. I did less than half. I mean, I wanted the bare minimum. What can I do to get around all this. I was a master in my mind, and that's half the reason my mind was sick, because I was trying to figure out how I can do the least amount in giving up foods or in doing the work. And I was a very, very sick person, and I don't think I would have admitted that before either. And advantages for all, it makes me think about all the people that I touch in my home, my family, my children, my parent, my mom, my in-laws. It has advantages for all everywhere I go, whether it's a waitress at a restaurant or sharing with a fellow in the room, it has advantages for all. And so I can tell you that I do precisely follow these pages a day at a time. Two weeks ago, my daughter started to have some issues and anxiety. And before you knew it, I was feeling anxious. And my blood pressure, after five and a half years of not having sugar, my blood pressure soared. This past weekend, my blood pressure was 188 over 102 at one point. 
And I kept thinking, I should do a 10-step, but I don't know if that's going to do it. I better do a laborious fear inventory or go to a therapist. But Sunday night, I picked up the phone, and I worked with someone, and I cried. And I turned it around with God, and I drew near to God for the past four days. And I can tell you, not because of me, not because of a pill, not because of a shrink, my blood pressure has been 170 over or no, 120 over 70, even less than that all week long. I had to go to two other cuffs to verify it. Yesterday I went to Sam's Club and it was 106 over 69. I tend to run low. And all of that is by me drawing near to God. So everything you need in these pages is available for us. It says it right here. Some of us sometimes have to seek help outside. But I think 99% of the time, everything I need is right here for me to heal this sick mind and the sick body and live fully a day at a time. And one other thing I want to add before I hang up here is a friend of mine invited to me to hear her son play the cello a week ago, and I happily accepted I don't know if that makes any sense, but a year and a half ago, I only wanted to go to the all-you-can-eat buffet with you or somewhere where I knew I was going to get something out of it and get a bunch of free clothes or something exciting. But to sit in there in the VIP section with her and watch her 16-year-old boy play the cello with the Minnesota Orchestra, and I've known him since he was born, was an absolute delight, and I had tears going down my face, and I realized this is living. My life is so much different now, and I'm so happy and grateful to all of you on the line, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Joe. Just to let folks know, we are commenting on paragraph one of Forward to the First Edition. In the fourth edition, that page is XIII. It may be different in your book as Kathy Jo was indicating for her. First paragraph, forward to the first edition. Who would like to comment on that paragraph? Gina R. Adam F. Kathleen O. Okay, let's see if I got it. I have Gina R., Lynn D., Kathleen O., Melissa C., Sherry K.B., and Adam. But Adam was between Lynn and Kathleen, so let me say that again. Gina R., Lynn D., Adam, Kathleen O., Melissa C., and Sherry K.B. Let's go with that. Good morning, Gina. Good morning, Mel. Excuse me. Thank you for your service. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in Green Valley, Arizona. Wow, I'm getting choked up on this. Um, This this page is so meaningful to me because it was um, the paragraph and the word and the letter that really was what I call my signal experience, signal spiritual experience. Um, When my guide told me that I would see this book in a new way if I was able to put down my alcoholic foods and I would receive Um, insight and messages and intuitive thoughts um, that I never had before. And that's exactly what happened with this particular paragraph. And I have mentioned this before on the lines. 
And I'm amazed at um, how my sharing that little story has impacted people. So I'm going to share it again at the risk of being of sounding re- repetitive. But when I was looking at that very first word, and that's what she told me, she said, let your eyes rest. Don't rush through this. I looked at that very first word, and I noticed that W, and it just looked so different. And what came to me was that that W used to be an M, and that was the state I was in. It was a me instead of a we. And... I saw the letter flip in my mind's eye, and the M became a W. And then what God showed me was that when I am by myself, me, myself, and I, I am closed off. That letter M is actually closed off from the top. But when I submit myself to this process and allow myself to um, be changed, then my thinking can be rearranged and flipped around, and that's what happened that the M became the W and all of a sudden I saw myself as part of the we and I was able to just by myself just lift my hands up and go wow God you know my gosh and that's when I realized that the W is actually opened up and so that's the posture that I see myself taking every day now Um, I am part of you I am not a I am a part of you. The letter A and the word part, when you put those two letters together, it actually means separated. But I am not separated. I don't have to isolate anymore. The solution is in the we. And I'm looking forward to hearing my fellows expound on the rest of this paragraph to talk exactly about how that works. So thank you for letting me offer service. I pass. Thank you, Gina R. Lynn D. Hi, this is Lynn D. Recovered in Colorado. I uh, love this paragraph. Um, it reminds me back in 1994 when I first came to OA. Um, it says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I felt so hopeless. I felt so you know, sick, I I really thought I had some kind of real mental problem because I couldn't stop reaching in the bag of M&Ms. I couldn't do it. And then to see these people at the meeting that says to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. Oh, my God. I, I felt like I had gone from hell into heaven Um, even though I didn't have a clue about what I was supposed to do. Uh, So it says, for them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. Well, it wasn't um, necessary for me to mess around anymore because I was just so sick before I came. And, And I'm just so grateful for those people and that very imperfect face-to-face OA meeting because it it showed me, I, I knew I was home. Um, and anyway, to, to pass this on to others, 
it's just the, the joy of my life. And um, I hope to qualify for, put my name out there for sponsorship and um, get someone who feels hopeless to, and be able to, to guide them through this book that has all the answers. Um, and, and it's just a joy. And thank you, Higher Power, for that. That's for sure. So this paragraph really fills me with gratitude this morning. Thank you. Because I know I'm nothing special, and this sure worked for me. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lynn D. Adam S., you're next. Hi, this is Adam. I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, grateful to be here. And I... I, I reflected on this. There's, there's a couple of things that really, few things, I'm sure, of the, precisely how we have recovered. The intention of this book, you know, when it was written, it was not in the day of the Internet and uh, the communications were different. And uh, just, uh, it was just, please read it. Please read it because it has what you need to recover. And But more than that, for me, it's sort of, it really catches me when you say things like seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And I think for my disease, compulsive eating, I got over 300 pounds. And um, I, I never knew anybody, anybody. Years, I, I, I watched it. It felt like the people who had this thing, they would, we would all share. I lived in this community. I felt like we all shared like 100, 200 pounds that we'd lose. And when I found it, you'd keep it. And, and you know, and when I lost it, somebody else would take it. And it was just distributed. I never met anybody, maybe for five minutes, who was able to, to have recovery on a physical level, even forget about an emotional level. I, I didn't know anybody. And I didn't realize, like it says at the end of this paragraph, many do not comprehend that the compulsive eater, the food addict, is a very sick person. If you would have asked me in the throes of my disease if I'm a sick person, I, I never would have, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't have known what that meant. I just knew I was really heavy. And what, uh, what the program, um, how it spoke to me is that I didn't know what I had. I didn't fully, I couldn't grasp what was wrong. I knew I couldn't stop eating. I knew I, I just couldn't stop and I, and I, and I didn't, and it took me, it took me a long time. And now, you know, many years later, I'm, you know, this month is 19, at the end of the month, it will be 19 years of back-to-back abstinence. And what the program has taught me is a language of honesty and a, a description of the real issue, which is that I'm a sick person and I don't know, I don't know how to do life. Um, and it felt hopeless. And, um, the inspiration of this paragraph is that if you're listening here, um, if you read this book and you surround yourself with people who have, who have participated in the recovery, um, there's tons of hope, right? I'm a guy and I'll, I'll finish with this. I wouldn't, you know, the guy who came in, you know, I was I wouldn't hire me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to pick me as, as, as uh, in, in business, in, in, in marriage. I wouldn't want to pick me as a father or a friend. And almost 19 years later, I picked me in every one of those areas, not because I didn't, not because I'm inherently special, right? But because I, I was willing to find the power here that I couldn't find anywhere else. And um, for that, I'm so grateful. Thanks for letting me show. Thank you, Adam S. Kathleen O. Hi, 
Melanie, did you say my name? I did. Hi. Oh, sorry. I was unmuting. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Hi, this is Kathleen. Good morning. Thank you, Melanie. This is Kathleen, recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. And, you know, this first paragraph gave me so much hope. And I have to say that before I came into vision, I never heard the word recovered either. And I still don't hear it in meetings. Um, I hear it on this phone line all the time, and it's just, it's gives so much hope. And, um, and you know, this first paragraph is, is like a first promise. Um, we can recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And, you know, I, I had a sick mind. Um, I just thought something was wrong with me. I thought, how come, you know, am I alone in this? And to be able to return to a, a normal state of health and a normal state of mind, um, that is absolutely huge. And, you know, all I had to do was follow the directions in this book. And the we part of this, um, you know, this paragraph tells me that I don't have to do this alone. I did it alone all the time. I white-knuckled more diets than than, um, I could ever have imagined. Just, you know, crazy, crazy things. And, 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 and feeling like I was being deprived and feeling agitated and annoyed. And so to come into something where there's this we, and the we is like, you know, I was, I had um, been told once to just put a triangle around that we, and at the top was my higher power. On one side was me and on the other was um, sponsor and, and the fellowship. And, you know, I, there's, it's so, it's so amazing to be able to have, all of you um, do this with me. And, you know, we all help each other. We all teach each other. And um, that, last, that last sentence, we are sure that our way of living has advantages for all. You know, not only do I get relief from obsessive thinking, obsessive eating, compuls- compulsive eating, um, but the people around me get relief from from my craziness that, you know, I just, I just, I'm more calm today. I don't have to be right today. I don't have to be in control today. And, and that definitely benefits people around me. I mean, I can make people's day better just by keeping my mouth shut sometimes and not, not complaining about things, you know, Um, not trying to make people be different or think differently. And so this is, I, I, this first paragraph is, I just absolutely love it because there is so much hope. There's promise in it. And um, all I have to do is is follow the, the directions in these pages. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. Melissa C. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, um, you know, so, like, what are we looking for further authentication from um, you know, what do I need to have proven to be true um, is what I can find in this text. And they say, like, hopefully you can find it in this, in this book. Um, you know, and so for me, like, that would mean no further investigation or experimentation on my own. And that wasn't really the case. And I think part of it was, um, you know, I came to OA many years ago, in and out, and this was never read. Like that, um, we never started off by reading that um, people have recovered. You know, like like everybody has been sharing. I heard it first here 
you know, and so um, was it ever said? I never heard it anywhere else. Um, and had it been said, maybe I wouldn't have even heard it anyway. You know, that's the truth. I needed, um, I needed to prove that I was actually really sick. Um, and when I first heard that, um, there was a huge sigh of relief because, okay, so it's not my fault. You know, like I had a lot of blame. Um, like I was somehow this bad person, this um, undisciplined, fat, lazy, like, you know, you name it. That's what I interpreted it as. And when I heard that I was sick, part of me was so grateful, like, okay, so now I get it. And then there was this other part of me that was like, okay, they're really melodramatic. That can't really be true. Um, and so, you know, fast forward when I learned, when I really uh, surrendered, I realized I was really sick. I could not do this anymore on my own. And I recognized it wasn't the food. It was me. And, um, you know, and so the responsibility, I think, when you admit that you're sick is now you, you know, okay, you've got a diagnosis, but now you've got to follow a treatment. It's not enough just to be told that you're sick. Um, And thank God this book tells us precisely what we need to do. And um, I think the sooner we recognize our sickness, um, the sooner I was willing to follow the course of treatment. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Sherry KB. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. And uh, thank you so much for your service, Melanie, and everybody on the line. And welcome to newcomers. And I love that we're beginning at the beginning here. I love that we're going all the way through the book to page 164. Um this this um, paragraph is quite amazing that it says here we're, we've got hope and promises as it was mentioned and we're recovered um, all in one small um, about four or five sentences here because it's saying that we can recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and that you're going to show us how. We're going to show you how to recover. We've been showed how. The people who, like me, on the line that are recovered, we can show you how, that you can you can get out of this disease that you no longer have to be um, a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, that we can show you precisely how we recovered. And that's the main purpose of this book. And uh, that shows that on page 20 and as well as on page 45, that that is the whole purpose of this book. And so, um, and it's telling us here that um, that we'll, we'll prove it. We'll show it to you. We, we have authentication of it, which means... Um, that we have proof of truthfulness, of validity, and of, of, of proof, as well as it says that um, that we we do understand uh, the compulsive overeater, and um, and that most people don't, because um, as like myself and a lot of people mentioned, I didn't realize I was sick. I didn't realize I had a twofold illness, a physical allergy of the body and a mental obsession of the mind. All I wanted to do was lose weight. I thought that was my only problem. I didn't realize that there was more weight in my head than there was in my entire body and that what was between my ears was the real problem. And I get to unpack this book with another person and learn um, how to recover, how to stay recovered. And, you know, that is just such a beautiful thing to me that I get to connect with my higher power. I get, I learn how to get unblocked so I can connect with my higher power and, and I have a spiritual toolkit that shows me how to deal with my life problems that I no longer have to use the food in order to get through life. And I love at the end it says here 
that we sure we have a way of living that's advantages for all. How many 12-step programs have stemmed from Alcoholics Anonymous, including our own? And I'm just so grateful for this. And uh, it is a we program. I can't do this alone. And I love the word that has show in here. It's not tell, but show you how. Um, and I like that precisely. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. We are in the forward to the first edition, reading and sharing on the first paragraph, We of Alcoholics Anonymous, staying within that paragraph. Who else would like to comment? Sherry uh, Marie J. Apology. Jody EQ. That's me. Marie J. Okay, let's see what I have here. I have Charles. I have Paula D. I have Sherry, is that who I have? Yes, I have Sherry Leo, M. TD, Sherry M. And then I have Marie J and Jody EQ and Beth B. So let's go with that. See where we get. Okay, we're going to go with Charles H. first. Hi, Charles. Hi, Mel. Thanks for your service. Charles H. of Republic Compulsive over here. And this is such information. I love how they um, spent the extra money extra bread to capitalize precisely how we have recovered. Don't tell me what to do. Show me what you did. That's what this is telling us. And, and, and you know, when we go to convention, it's show and tell. We're on the line. It's show and tell. But when we one-on-one work with others, because I don't know about y'all, but I work with others because I know I'm sick. But my sickness explained and expressed what happened, what it was like, and what it's like now, that, that, that's keeping me out of the sickness one more day. That's it. I have a daily reprieve. And, 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 and this is what I did. This is what I did before I did what I do now. <laughs> you know, um, I, this is not – Charles's way is not precise. You know, my, it, even my interpretation ain't precise. But these instructions in this – instruction manual is precise. Now, am I going to do it perfectly? No, but I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. You know, progress, not perfection. But I like how they capitalize these letters. Precisely how. Precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. And this mirrors that statement on page 45. And we agnostics. And that's all I have this morning. Thank you very much, Mel, for your service. And I pass. Thank you, Charles H. Paula D., you're next. Star one. Star one, Paula D. Sorry about that, Melanie, but that's a double thanks to you because you didn't hear the first one, so I'll repeat it. Thank you for your service today. Privileged to be here as always. Paula D. recovered by and with the grace of God. You know, we see the word there. And, uh, oh, I, by the way, I have to just share for a moment, being mindful of the time, I never saw the we is me. You talk about turning the world upside down when the me was transformed to the we. Wow. Thank you. Precisely how we have recovered. And, you know, we know that um, there's always a debate. Well, we don't have to be debating anymore. Recovering, if you look at the facts, is mentioned two times in the big book. And that's it. Recovered. 
Oh, that's mentioned masterfully seven times. But, and here is the beginning. For then, and I wanted to go on here, will prove so convincing. So convincing. You see, it was in the very life, the life I lived. And I'd like to add something here as I looked at this. And that was at the end. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. Oh, my goodness, a mind that is healthy, a body that is maybe perhaps aging, but healthy. That it is, as it is meant to be. Living life as I'm meant to be. You know, I just celebrated one of my high holidays. That would be Halloween, such a different way than nine years ago, with my little granddaughter, who is now 16. What did I do when she went to sleep and she wanted she wanted me to tell her story? That's what we did every night. Nay, nay. Nay, nay, wait a minute, sweetheart, Em, I'll be there, I'll be there. And off I went, off I went in search of, you know, she loved me so, but she knew me better, and she hid her candies in a pillowcase. I found them, I found them. She never got her story, you see. Can I share with you this Halloween How does this happen? My great-grandson, who is two and a half years old, who is Thomas the Train, we choo-chooed all over the place. He had his little thing, and he clung to my hand. And I will tell you just as clearly, my hand, as it says in the big book, was in our higher powers. Now that was a high holiday. He doesn't speak very much, uses very little Words, but his words are so appropriate. Hi to everyone. Hi. And his other word, may I tell you, is wow. That's what living a recovered life is. Wow. You get to be with your 96-year-old mother. Wow. I get to be on a meeting here as a we. Hmm. So my prayer has always been three words, and Nicholas does it well. Every day, help. Help me live through this day. Give me what I need to be there for others. Thanks. Thanks for everything that this day holds, living and learning and loving. And then I will end here with, wow. Thank you again for giving me this time to share. Hopefully I used it well. You have touched my heart. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paula D. (laughs) Thank you. Sherry M., you're next. Hi, this is Sherry M. from Studio City, California. Thank you for letting me share, and thank you for your service. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and I remember, so my story was the first time I came to OA, I had 20 pounds to lose, so I literally dieted my way to be 100 pounds overweight in the rooms of OA, and when I first got my very first sponsor at 260 pounds, she asked me what the first step was, and I said, I admitted that I was a compulsive overeater, and my life had become unmanageable, and she's like, no. She goes, that's not the first step, and I said, yeah, it is, and she said, no, it's we. We admitted, which is all past tense, right? 
So we is just a very powerful word for me because I am the problem, but we are the solution. Like I can't stay abstinent, but we can. And so from having 28 years of back-to-back abstinence and living at a healthy size six for all these years is only because I surrendered to the we because the we in my past just meant nothing but pain and it was scary for me to reach out and I had to let you guys reach out to me and then I got what the true meaning of we is. And that first word we in the forward to the first edition, it's that first that refers to the first hundred people and it took four years to gather a hundred people and not one of them did it alone. And so all those eleven years while I was dieting my way to be a hundred pounds overweight in the rooms of OA, I did it myself. And I remember that first sponsor saying, she said, Sherry, you didn't do, because I said, OA, no way, it does not work. And she says, Sherry, you did Sherry's way, and Sherry's way doesn't work, but OA does. And so I'm so happy that others cross-referenced, you know, page 45 and 20. And if you take a look at those pages today, they're going to use words like specifically. They're going to, it's going to, I love the preciseness of this and the specificness and the very clear-cut directions. And um, when I started program, you know, back in 1989, OA had no literature, personally, thanks be to God, because I got to learn this straight out and not have it watered down. And I'm just, I'm very grateful. And I just, when it says the alcoholic is a very sick person, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely true. But I found that once I got into program and I gave myself completely to this simple time. program. Is that my time? Yes. Oh, thank you so much for letting me share. Pal, my first time sharing at your meeting. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Sherry M. Thanks. Liat TD. Good morning, Leah TV. I didn't realize you got my name. Thank you very much. Thank you for all of you guys. Um, wow. Okay. So um, about five years ago, I was working with alcoholics, reading the book, and the first time that I heard they uh, announced themselves as um, recovered alcoholics, I was flabbergasted and I realized wow that's what I am I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and it was such a wonderful feeling to realize that because I lived in a hopeless state of mind and body for years and here for the first time I was I could say that that I had recovered you know and I remember going to meetings and I had to change the way I announced myself and you know, and I, you know, it was, it was kind of ruffling feathers because people didn't, you know, people thought it was arrogant. Uh, there's no such thing, you know, maybe recovering, but not recovered. And, um, but it was my truth because it was the first time in my life that I felt safe around food and around my mind. You know, and there's these two guys that always share, share about all action begins in the mind. You know, everything that I do in life starts with my, in my brain. You know, and I had my brain had to change, and it changed through the specific instructions in the book that I have to do daily, and I have done for many years. And so, to really come to that place where you can say recover, you know, and for me, recovering 
there's no, I don't have, really have option as, a, as an addict. You know, it's either I'm going to recover or I am in a hopeless state. You know, because for me, being in the midway, you know, I walk around unsafe in this world. I don't know when my mind is going to tell me go eat or act a certain way that is destructive to me and others. So to have that gift from those alcoholics of being recovered through those simple instructions, what a gift. It's something I've been looking for many, many years, for 30 years in the program, and I'm so grateful. Um, I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Leah TD. We have time for the remainder, if each one will take two minutes, please, and that would be Marie J., Jody EQ and Beth. We'll start with Marie J. Did you call Marie J? I did. Can you go with two minutes, please? Yes. Could you time me? I sure could. Thanks so much. Thanks. It's Marie J, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And um, this uh, tells us precisely how we have recovered, precisely. And if I follow the precise instructions, I will have the results they had. And it took me a while to learn that, I, that I don't get to pick and choose, and that I have to do this every single day and really be full in. And in the beginning, I wasn't full in. I was kind of fitting it in. I was doing it part-time. I was doing it a little. It wasn't my biggest priority. It was fitting in behind my family and my work and doing things um, you know, making it kind of a sort of priority, but but only if it fit in. And that didn't work. And I had to relapse a couple times in the beginning just because if I'm not all in, if I don't have this as my number one priority first and foremost in my life every day, then it's just going to slip and then I'm going to slip because I'm going to take back my my self-will and my self-reliance and I am going to um, just slip back into those old patterns. So I really had to commit to be all in. God's in the driver's seat all day and every day, and I have made a choice to be of maximum service to God. And that means... I don't get to choose my day either. And I work and I have a family and I have activities and I've got a lot going on in my life, but this never takes a back seat anymore. And on the occasions that I get out of control and grab my self-will back, because it does happen, I go into self-reliance and, and I can easily swing there if I'm not on top of this. And that's okay. It happens. And then I just, you know, adjust. Okay. I'm not connected to God. God's not in charge. I can see where I've taken my self-will back. So it, it's just precision is about working every day and doing this and being committed. And thank you. I pass. Thank you so much. Jody EQ, two for you. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everybody. I apologize for not being available to check in this morning. Thank you to reader number three for being available. So we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So yes, as many have said before me, this is where we see and hear that people have actually recovered from alcoholism. And as a compulsive overeater, I too can recover from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So 
What does it take? Well, this book is going to show me exactly what it takes to do that. I need to abstain entirely from my alcoholic foods, and I need to work these 12 steps. And if I do both of those things, I can recover. And what does that look like? I have uh, the promises, the ninth step promises and the tenth step promises, as well as other promises in the book, have come true for me. That's what it means to be recovered. And boy, I too am so very grateful to have um, found this group because it does it does require. I don't know it. I when I first came into um, OA in 1988. Um, People were reading the big book, but they had not recovered. So I need all of you to do it, too. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. And Beth B., your share of two minutes will conclude the recorded portion of this meeting as we continue on. Good morning, Beth. Good morning. Uh, this is Beth B., a recovering compulsive overeater in Charlottesville, Virginia. And um, very quickly, would just like to point out that uh, for me, uh, even grasping the part, uh, the, the idea that I was part of a we of anything was was very difficult at first. But now, I work through the same with my sponsor, and um, I'm starting to work with other people. Book as a as a life preserver. Um, I could pick up this book, or I can pick up the food. I can pick up this book, and thank God I can pick up the book. Um, and I could share with, with other people how this book has come alive for me. And the only way I was able to do that was to put down, is, was to put down the food. And um, I am so grateful every day uh, to be able to come and listen. I don't always share, but I'm, I'm generally always listening to the meetings. And it's, it's, it's saved my life. A seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, I hear that. Uh, on this line and read it in the book all the time, and that was me. And today I'm alive. Today I'm alive, and and it's and it's because I have let go of my will and put my hands into God's hands. So um, grateful to be here today. Thank you all for being here, also. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Beth B., and that will conclude. Thanks for you, for all of you for sharing that time, and thanks for everybody else who shared today. We will now close the recorded portion of this meeting with a reading from the big book on page 164. We'll follow that with a serenity prayer. Will Gina R., please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Happily. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.